doggy's crying. I think we're there. Your doggy's crying. Good afternoon, everybody. How are we today? We're great. How are you? Fabtabulous. We got puppies running around upstairs. Yep, they're crying. <laughs> well, my name is Michelle Moross. And I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We're a business casual. With pearls of wisdom. From the proverbial porch. <laughs> we are back from Dubai. Yes. And we have learned some things and we've experienced some things. And Brian went to a concert and we decided we were going to call this whole episode. Riding the storm out. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, yeah you, that's why I don't sing. It's an REO Speedwagon song. Yes, because we went to an I went to an REO Speedwagon concert yes, last night. Yes. Which was a was great, but they really gave us a topic that we can talk about today. Well, and w the topic really is about, you know, REO Speedwagon, we know that band. It's been around forever. And really what they shared on stage yesterday was they came out with an album in 1980 called High Infidelity. And if you're not an REO Speedwagon fan, most people think that was their first album. And it was an overnight success. Yeah. However, they actually started in 1967. And that was their 11th album. Mm -hmm. So riding the storm out, pushing through, getting to the success that you want... It doesn't come overnight in most cases. Now, there are some. There was the one guy that did a video on, you know, a song video on um, YouTube or something like that. And it went yeah, but those phenomenally are overnight. And, you know, there what was the um, the one movie where the guy wrote the book, released the book, and next thing, something Force One? I can't remember what it was called. Anyhow, um, it was one of those, like, Tron kind of movies. And he wrote that, and they released the book. And the next thing you know, he had all kinds of um, movie offers. And they turned it into a movie like six months after he let, released the book. But that's rare. <laughs> it's Usually, really rare. Most of the overnight successes are 20, 30-year-old successes. So like um, my, my example is Cindy Lauper. When she came out with Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Oops, She Bop, She Bop, whatever. It, Oops, she bop. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's so new. Cindy Lauper, I think, was late 30s when she got got big. Right. She had been singing since she was 17. And yeah. so people are like, oh, my gosh, she's so new. She's like, I've been on the scene for a very long time. So the thing is, is the, the topic that we have here about overnight successes is so often in our businesses, we do, oh, so-and-so's been doing this and they're doing so well and I'm not. It takes time. It takes time. It takes work. It takes pain. It takes, you know, suffering. <laughs> pain and suffering. <laughs> it, it, it's like climbing a mountain, you know. You you get up there, and it, for anybody who's ever been mountain climbing, you start walking up this mountain. You're all prepared, and you're going. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm great. Wow, I'm at the top. This is it. And they do false summit. There's more to go. And so, basically, that's There's actually a book about that, too. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy who wrote Who Moved My Cheese. Yeah. He actually did a book about that too, about the summits and the the, the, oh. the peaks and the far, you know. And you're you're always taking the you're always taking the long way to get to the next peak, but then when you turn around and you look back, you see that there was oh there was a bridge over that river, and you didn't know the bridge was there when you but went you up the mountain. So yeah, it's always a metaphor for it. It it takes a lot. And Brenda's with us. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Yeah, so that's the whole thing about 
overnight successes. When you have a business, you have to understand that you will get to a point where it hurts. And right when you want to give up, that's when you're going to hit a summit. Right. And then that summit, wow, everything's great. You can look back and see all the things you didn't do right, and then you can fix it. Because when you look forward, there's another hike. Right. And so you just, you're always hiking. And the thing is about success and moving and, and being discovered or whatever it is, when you finally get to the top of whatever you're trying to get to, there's going to be another top. Yeah. There's always, there's, there's always another top, whether you choose to go that far or not is always the question. Yeah, and are you happy where you are? Are yeah. you happy? What, Cause some people will leave it as, instead of a summit, they'll leave it as a plateau. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, we're talking about REO Speedwagon because, you know, oh, they're an overnight success. This, you know, High Infidelity is such a great album for their first album and it's their 10th album. So in your business, it could be your fifth business. And you're like, my gosh, I keep starting and stopping. I'm so tired. But you're learning from every stop and every journey, every adventure right. that you have. And eventually you will take all that knowledge that you've acquired and do something with it like make that next company even better because it's what you want to do really instead right. of the ones you've been playing with or you invent like many of you are entrepreneurs who watch us invent your own well another thing is too we talk about it on the business side especially where we're at in in this context however what i see a lot of too is on facebook there's people in relationships or wanting to find that next relationship they don't have the perfect guy and the guy is the guy they meet is terrible and they move on to the next guy. Well, I, I kind of see the same progress there because you have to learn what's bad before you can learn what's yeah, good. Because you're gonna keep finding the same person. <laughs> right. That same personality trait will keep coming until you fix what's inside of you that keeps drawing you to that kind of person. Well, it's that version of insanity, you know, the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So keep this in mind. I just released my music album. It's awesome, but no one's going to know what it is until five albums later. Yeah. And then you're going to do, gosh, I wish I bought that first album because now look where she is. Uh, Side note there. <laughs> well, it, it'll also be one of those things that, you know, you do go big, the whole nine yards. It is your fifth album, whatever. It tops the charts. Yay. And then everybody's going to want that first album. And it's like, well, wait a minute. It was only a release of 300. So now what does it do to that? And so this is how, you know, for those of you who watch me and know me and Brian, Michelle does not do anything small. And Brian's very good at helping me not do things small. So the thing is, is we put out 300 of the CD. Right. Not because, not just because we bought rights to sell 300, but because we see a bigger vision. That 300 is going to be worth something when I turn into the next, I don't know, Aretha Franklin. I don't know what I'm. Mariah Carey. No, I don't ever want to be Mariah I don't know. I mean, she's had a pretty good success. Doesn't matter whether you like her no, no, or not. No, 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 no. You can call me Aretha. You can call me. You can call me on another um, Gladys Knight. Whatever. But no, not not that. Well, the other thing is, I mean, when you bring that up, I also think about the the hell that Tina Turner went through mm -hmm. for her success, mm -hmm. and while she was having success, mm -hmm. you know, and you hear that about all of the are a lot of the artists that that made it big. Um, I mean, Tina had, what's his name? Her hubby. Ike. 
Ike, yeah. Ike and from the stories that are told, Ike was not exactly the nicest guy no, she, she, <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> inside. Or the inside, yeah. He's just not a nice guy. And, and the thing is, is don't give up, basically, is the bottom line on this. When you want something, you want something badly enough, you keep going. Find your way, like I always say, over, around, or three, be like water. And if you want it bad enough, you will find your way. REO Speedwagon, yes, they have all these albums out. And people didn't notice they had albums until that 10th one. They're like, oh, great. Well, I, until last night, I didn't actually, this afternoon or this morning, I didn't realize that they had like 34 albums, which don't, is crazy. Don't give up. I didn't know they had that many. Well, and you've got to think, and that's the, the, the magic about being in business and serving other people and letting the public decide is you don't know what is going to click. So you keep putting out your thing. You keep putting out that widget that you make or whatever you do, mm -hmm. whatever that song is, whatever that product is, whatever that service is. You keep giving out because <clears throat> you don't know which demographics really, really connecting with you. Um, with my album, I always thought, I'm singing slow jazz really in, in, in this album mm -hmm. that my demographic would be 15 above. I launched it on a, a yacht in Dubai. Those people were 23 to 42. <laughs> right. And they, were, if they hit 42. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm counting um, Neo and then yeah, we were right. in the fifties. So it was a demographic. I didn't even think would even enjoy the music, but they were dancing and and hollering and having a great time. So now I know, although I made this thinking that the demographic was one place, it appealed to other people. So now my next album will have to do something else. You see? Hmm? Never give up. Never surrender. Do you know where that's from? Hamburger Hill. It was a parody. <laughs> Hamburger Ridge, whatever the no, name of that was. It, it was a parody <laughs> of uh, Star Trek. Oh. Um, oh my gosh. Tool the, the tool man, Tim the tool man was the, the lead guy. Tim Allen? Yeah, Tim Allen. Oh, um, Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy. Quest. Quest. Galaxy Quest. It always got confused with Galaxy Fest. Yeah. Well, anyway. Even though we were better. Galaxy Fest was so much better than Galaxy Quest. I loved Galaxy Quest. That was a fun movie. <laughs> but anyways, what are you up to? What are you trying to do? What are you doing? And what do you keep giving up on? Yeah. wherever you are giving up on and you're like, I'm too scared to do that. That, that just terrifies me to go that way, go that way. Because I assure you, I assure you that REO Speedwagon on their ninth album was like, really? I'm so tired. No one's buying this. Let's <laughs> not do this anymore. And the other guy's like, come on, man, let's do one more album. Let's just do one more. And that was the one that hit. 32 albums later, they're still touring and they have to be yep. in their late seventies and eighties. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to figure if they started in 1967 and if they just, let's just use an average age of 20 for the band, you know, that would, good Lord. Yeah. That puts them 75. Yeah. They're 75, 80. Yeah. Cause I was born in 67 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm almost 56 and they put another 20 on top of that. They got to be 75, 76 years old. So don't give up. Please don't give up. Unless they started really young. But no, no, no. Yeah. More than likely 17 to 20. And so that is what we were talking about today is that sometimes we give up before we really should. It's There's a cartoon out there on social media where there's a guy <laughs> picking at gold and he's in a, in a tunnel and he gives up. And the last time he hits the peak, the, the pick into the rock, there's gold right at the tip. And he had given up. Don't give up. Well, it's... 
<laughs> I hate to use it as an example because it's kind of a bad habit to get into is when you start gambling, you know, you lose, you lose, you lose. And you just don't know when you walk away from that slot machine, if the next pull, because the next guy comes up behind you, drops in three quarters and boom, they hit the big one. I've seen it happen more often than not. I wouldn't trust that stuff nowadays. Everything's so digital that I'm sure they do. I don't like that guy's hair. Let's not let him win. Ooh, well, like everything her. is randomly generated. Yeah. Actually, as soon as you push the button, before you even see the results, when you push the button, it's already determined the outcome. Yeah. All that fast. I mean, because the digital. It's digital. Yeah, that, that's how they can, can control it, too, when it comes to slot machines. I can't believe we didn't talk about Dubai. Well, do we have plenty of time left? Do we? Yeah. We still got like almost well, almost 20 minutes, about 15. Okay. Well, for those so of you So what about Dubai? Watching... Some of us didn't get the party on the, you know, on the on the on the beach like somebody else did. I didn't party on the beach. You were on the beach That's and not party and I was sitting there eating crab. <laughs> That's close enough for And party. lobster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did all this after I left. Yes, I did. She had an extra 3 days. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. And my sister and Arlene, we had a great time together. <laughs> but no, Dubai, definitely a place to go see. Um, the museums, the, the the malls are just absolutely in crazy, like, what's the word? Expensive? Exor exorbitant, exorbitant. Exorbitant? I can't even say the word right Something now. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, we walked in. It's Versace and Prada and all this stuff. And so we were going through shopping. Looking at stuff it is like definitely a collection of the high-end brands. Oh, and I found this beautiful jacket with fur on the collar. It was just this beautiful, flowy thing, and it was at least thirty thousand dollars. And it was. I like was looking at the just the chocolates alone, the ones that I, I mean, I took a picture of them too, but Arlene posted them. Yeah. That was an eight hundred or nine hundred dollar tray of chocolates. I bought a bar Who's gonna of chocolate. pay nine hundred? I bought. I bought a, someone does because they have the trays out. But you've got to think you're also in a mall that. The lowest thing there was Michael Kors. I don't think Michael Kors was there. I don't think it was high enough. No, there was a Michael Kors. Kors. So I think Michael Kors was probably the lowest thing there. And or it, it was incredible. Well, I stopped by the kiosk thinking I was going to get a set of sunglasses because I had lost oh. mine. And I figured one of the kiosks, I could, I could, you know, <laughs> get a set of sunglasses and, and go about my way. Yeah, the lowest price was what, $183 for a set of Ray-Bans or something? No, I thought those were the baby glasses. That's why I was laughing at you. Oh, yeah, there was, but that's the crazy 250. 200. I think yeah. it was 250 for a set of sunglasses. Now, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind having a pair and wouldn't, you know, but it doesn't make logical sense for me to pay $250 for a pair of sunglasses because I lose them, lose I them break all. them, I scratch them. He loses them all the time. <laughs> So I would be really, really sad to lose a two hundred and fifty dollar pair of sunglasses. But Dubai, if you want to see some pictures, go onto my my Facebook page and my Instagram because it is a gorgeous city. I mean, it is a clean New York. There was not trash anywhere, no. anywhere. And you know what's amazing? What? There's no trash cans. Yeah. So how like, is that? But there is no trash anywhere. It's it was pick and span. You could probably lick the ground and not it's get. It's not sick. like we've seen anybody walking around like they do, you know, in other countries yeah. we've been in, you didn't where see somebody's walking clean. around brooming stuff up. But it was like, wait a minute, where do I throw this? Whatever I have in my hand away. Yeah. 
And you look around, there's no trash can, but yet there's nothing on the streets. Yeah, it was <laughs> And all the cars were beautiful. We were we were taking pictures of cars that we had never seen before, cars that don't even sell in America mm -hmm. and uh, didn't even realize they existed. And they were absolutely gorgeous. And the only time you saw a car lesser than a Beamer. Was the taxis. Was the taxis. <laughs> the Ubers were. Of course, uh, I don't know. There was some Teslas. really nice looking taxis. I mean, yeah, they were nice. Even, even though they were, you know, um, but there was Hyundais. Nothing, there was nothing broken down. There was nothing rusted. There was nothing not perfectly shiny. All the cars were pristine. Do they have a rule for that? There um, are some countries that have a rule that you cannot drive a <laughs> rust bucket like we do here in the States. Well, I know, like, uh, Germany doesn't, they, they check your car so you can't have a broken headlight. You can't do right. those kind of things. But th these cars were like, they just drove off the showroom, every freaking one of them. And then the hotel, which, you know, it's, it's a, the one we went to, the first one was, it's just a regular Marriott, but the other hotels were like, holy smokes, <laughs> it's like paradise here. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And then when Brian left, we went to even a better hotel in a better location on the harbor. <laughs> Don't figure. I know. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> but if you ever get a chance, look up Dubai. And if you ever get a chance, go to Dubai. Definitely stay in the harbor area because there was so much to do there. And the only thing I couldn't find to do was karaoke. Well, I was going to say snow skiing, but you could go to the mall and find The mall that. had snow skiing. Yeah, they yeah. have a mountain inside the mall. And they also had a race car track in the mall. Like, not go-karts, race car. Um, <laughs> real race cars. And so it was such a different world. And I know we all went exploring in the city, and we found it looks like it was called a bazaar. What was that? Global bazaar? World Bazaar. Oh, yeah. Basically, it was Epcot. Disney's Epcot. Well, the front half where we went to, to me, was nothing but a really fancy flea market well, said, from different Ep countries. But, but it it, was, that's what Epcot's like, where you go and you eat and you buy stuff from each country. Every section is a different country. I don't. Well, yes. It's correct. Epcot. But, you know, when you go through Germany, they have beer. There was no beer there. It's a dry country. Ah. There's very select places you can have alcohol. And somebody wanted a German beer. I wanted a German beer. If I'm looking, but there was no Germany. Did you notice that? No, I did not. There was Japan. Everything was in the. It was in the Far East, Middle East. Oh, but East. we never made it to the other building. Did we miss one? Yeah. Oh. I took a picture of it. Uh yeah. and then of course there's the Ferris go round and all those other kind of things that they had the rides. Oh yeah, but which we, was another piece of it. Yeah, we didn't bother with that. But no, just experience Dubai. You, mm -hmm. you need to go. I mean, I am going to be in the Dubai fashion magazine sometime in the near future. I mean, I did a photo shoot. Oh, here's the thing. We went on a desert safari where we were, in, you know, land cruisers and speeding through the desert and hitting the brakes and spinning. Mm -hmm. You would have loved it. Spinning yeah, well, all this home. great time. And then we rode uh, camels and we watched belly dancers and fire dancers and ate lots of food and what's funny about all of that is it was we went from ultra city to desert like nothing there's nothing there but camels and whatever and then when we got out of there at 10 o'clock at night the guy who does the magazine said come over for a photo shoot and i'm like 
I still have to get to my hotel after shower because I'm covered with sand. And he's like, that's okay. We'll wait for you. I get to the thing for the shoot and we end up doing a photo shoot from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Who does that? Living loud. That's what happened. It was awesome. I can't wait for you all to see that. So what was my topic again? I got distracted. <laughs> we were talking about, what were we talking about? Riding the storm out. Oh, yeah. Writing out the success, the steps to the success. So right now I'm thinking, the reason I like that topic is people keep thinking I'm on a, I'm a fast burner. I'm always out there. I'm always doing everything. And well, I think I've, I've been doing this for years. I think a lot of it, it goes back to that word that is an interesting, I find very interesting is perception. Mm -hmm. We've talked about perception before. If people see you in a certain light and they don't know all the details in the background, they can either think you're a major success or they can think that you're a major nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't realize that when you are a major success, how you've come through everything to get the, there. The blood, sweat, and tears that, right. to, to get there. I yeah. mean, e even as, you know, being an owner of Galaxy Fest, it, it comes, when you say those words, it, it comes as a perception of success that I could that I could manage such a large event or well with help and own such a thing that word ownership and such a big event says you must be successful. Well, with me, my album, but you don't you, know you, everything you in the background album. Oh my gosh. You must be really raking in the butts. No albums cost money. You <laughs> it costs to make money. Yeah. You got to pay to make them happen. You've got to pay for the studio time. You've got to pay to buy the rights to sing songs. And then if you want to write your own songs, you've got to, if unless you can write your own and make the music and write the, you've got to pay to make the music around whatever words you put so making an album is cool but it costs money and people don't realize that there's blood sweat and tears to whatever success you see so whenever you see anyone on social media you do wow that is just so cool what they're doing. Realize that there's blood, sweat, and tears. That they had a point in their career where they went, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they kept going. Now, I think we can't, we cannot skip the success of the, the Instagram, the TikTok, those kind of things. Because there's a lot of people out there who are making damn good money because of their sponsorships and different things like that. And some of them have been overnight, but a lot of them still are working at it day by day by day. And they may not catch on until, you know, two years into their endeavor. You know, it's just like our podcast. We've never hit it big. We're not making millions of dollars off of our podcast, but uh, let's talk it into existence in two months. It will, <laughs> you know, there, but you've got to work at it and it takes all of that stuff in the, in the beginning to earn I think that's where it really comes down to. We don't, sometimes we don't realize we have to earn what we get. You've got to work for it to earn it. Right. So Instagram and, you know, the millennials and, and, and the success that some of them are having across there is almost an instant or not quite a microwave, but at least a good flame boil concept. Well, you've got to think about this. There's something about fame that people don't realize. You've got to be mentally prepared for it. I was on, on a podcast not too long ago, and someone was talking to me about, you know, how do you handle the, uh, the attention you get? And I said, the old me wouldn't be able to handle it. The new me who's gone through the trials, who's been through the fire, who's been hurt, who's been knocked down, who's lost everything and come back again, that woman, this woman, 
is okay with the attention because now I know how to handle it. When we were in Dubai uh, coming off a yacht, my my sister or someone else, someone was harassing me basically. He wasn't harassing, but he was like not leaving me alone. And they're like, oh, how are you going to get rid of my dude? The way I get rid of everybody else that I'm trying to get away from. They're like, well, do you need somebody to come get rid of them? I do. No, I'll talk to him. And I talked to the guy and he went, oh, okay. And he kind of walked away and they did, how'd you do that? I do. It comes with experience of years of being where people are in your face. You get used to doing, okay, enough. Uh, I appreciate the attention, but you've crossed the line now. We have to stop this. And it's very direct and it's very polite and you don't piss people off. And he walked away and he still followed me and he bought my album and, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's ways. But when you have instant fame, you haven't learned how to handle all that attention and there causes burnout. So when you're complaining about, oh my gosh, I keep doing this and it just never seems to work and I'm doing this again, I'm doing, it's a lesson learned, something that you're going to need later. So keep pressing, keep learning, keep grabbing onto those little tidbits that you're learning along the way, the goods, the bads, the do's and the don'ts. I'll go back to one of the, uh, the shows we did a while back. Yeah, but I want it now. I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. I don't want to work for it. I don't want to work. I don't want it. You can have it. Go ahead. Do it now. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> but you have to be prepared for the consequences of what you want. Because it's usually not that easy. Right. Well, I also tribute. We also had a conversation on the podcast here also for um, coaches. In finding coaches, if you have a coach that's not been through more than you have, do you really want that coach? Because if you take somebody who's experienced it already, who's already worked through it, they can bring you up maybe with an easier trip. That, that mentorship. But if they're at the same level you are, all you're doing is getting a partner and going forward. You're not necessarily getting a mentorship or a coach. What you're doing is you're getting a mirror so you can both look at each other and complain about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you want a mentor that you, you can look up to, something you can aspire to where they are. And you also need a coach that can look at you objectively and say, hey, you need this, this, and this, and right. you're not doing it yet. That kind of thing. There's well, it would be it would be like hiring me to be. I mean, I do a lot of. I'm eating an M and I do a lot of marketing and Facebook type of stuff, but if you want to hire me to be the one who gets you out to a million people, it's probably not the brightest choice because I need somebody to teach me that. I haven't gone that far. I haven't learned to that level yet. So, I mean, I learned a lot of things along the way, but there's certain things that I have to learn to take into the next steps. And I think we're all that way. So to hire me, if you're doing the exact same thing I'm doing, it doesn't make sense. Or for me to hire somebody, I mean, you hiring me is one thing, but me hiring you is a whole nother story when it comes to social media. <laughs> you know, We might be able to figure it out together. But on the other hand, I've got a lot more experience in the social media world than you do. Mm -hmm. I know marketing but not social media. There's a big difference. Oh, God, yes. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. But it all works hand in hand. Okay, well, I'm sitting here eating M&Ms. I guess that means it's time for us to... I'm so glad we had this time together. <laughs> it's M&M time. M&M time. It's M&M time.
But <laughs> I think our next, our next, I, I do want to dive into Dubai, but not quite yet. Not like that. We'll do it again some other time. I don't know what you're thinking. We just, yeah. It was a fabulous time. It was. What else do they need to know? It was a fabulous time. <laughs> and I think what really helped is my sister came and she and Arlene had a list of things and places to go that they really, really wanted to see and do. And so we went off and did it. And it was spectacular. So that's another little piece of tidbit. When things don't go the way you plan, a leader, a leader finds a way around when bad things happen. Hmm. If things don't work the way you want them to, you find another way to make them work the way you want them to. And that is a lesson to learn about keeping those fires burning. You keep moving. You keep finding your own way. Don't give up. And until the next time, my name is Michelle Moross. <laughs> and I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We are Business Casual. With Pearls of Wisdom. From the Porch. Peace. Peace.